Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Nigel Nigelson here. Today I'd like to speak about a young man who's celebrating a birthday. Many years ago, this beautiful boy was born into the world. Little did anyone know he would become one of the most revered men in all of sport. Sure, his stature became larger than life, but deep down he was still that little boy from wherever he's from. So today, we'd like to salute the man himself, Mr. Peter Schmeichel, the large man in net. But also, Craig Forrest, happy birthday as well. I believe that you had a birthday at some point. Let's get this party started. And to you, Gregory, I say, another sherry! From the archives, Nigel... Nigerson makes his much-anticipated return. Thank you, Nigel. And Craig, happy birthday. Happy birthday, pal. How's it been? Do you feel any older than you did yesterday? No. No. <laughs> no, the pain already set in. The uh, Peter Schmeichel legend. <laughs> Do you know You're what a I legend say? too, buddy. I saved more penalties at Old Trafford than he did. See, that's that's one of those stats. It's one of the great stats, isn't it? And that's something that we, we can it's never It's one that out. I hang on to. <laughs> it's amazing. It's true, though, right? I love that. Oh, my uh, God. Nah, Craig, you, to us, you are our great Dane. Okay? You are our great Dane. And you may have been overshadowed at times during your playing career, but not since, my friend. Not since. James Sharman here, Craig Forrest, Brendan Dunlop, Dan Wong, JC, lovely opening, along with Nigel Nigerson, and Danny Dickio is not here today, unfortunately. But uh, welcome to Footy Prime, the podcast. Um, introducing today our very own pet seal as well. We had a little discussion off, off camera today in the Design Show about a certain member of us who has very little body hair. We should actually, um, before we give it away... Maybe the listeners can can suggest who they think that might be. <laughs> who has the least body hair in the Footy Prime family? 
Well, no one's guessing me, so... Not too no, many hairless Portuguese, so. apart from Ronaldo, but that's because it's waxed. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I think he got it lasered, actually, because if he doesn't grow any facial hair beyond just a bit on the chin, and I think he a, a bit of a, a mustache, but it's like I get a, you know, most people get a 5 o'clock shadow. I get an 11 a.m. shadow. But Ronaldo's is like a four-day delay, and it's is, like uh, just micro stub. Is laser, is, is that permanent, or is it just like yeah. long-term? It's permanent. Yeah. So you kill the you kill the, the yeah. See, I wouldn't do it to my face. I could see doing it to other parts of your body. Why not? But your face. I mean, you want the option to grow a beard at some point, don't you? Or a tash. Yeah. Well, if you're if you're a woman, you'd want that done, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, obviously. Unless so you, you want to be the lady from the the greatest showman, the bearded lady the bearded who made lady, her life yeah. back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, being the bearded lady singing. Frida, remember Frida with the, the monobrow? Oh, yeah. I don't know why. Well, you know what? I was look, watching some old movies. People really rocked that middle one unibrow back in the 80s and 90s. It was a thing? In the well, 80s. 90s, 80s, anytime. But when did people start going, oh, I got to take that little thing off there? I no, you're probably few. right. It was the 90s. Yeah, you're probably right. It was the 90s. Yeah. I but Salma Hayek was ruined forever after playing that role. Beautiful. Yeah, she's, She's Beautiful. on my. Uh, she's Adam on my like top five. Oh yeah, For Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Yeah. yeah I've never seen. Yeah. I've never seen Wonger's junk itself, but I've seen everything else of him because I put uh, suntan lotion all over him. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you applied the, the oil to, to Wonger all over his body. So yeah. see, there's two things that should be updated on Twitter and your Twitter bio, Gregor. You need to put I've stopped more penalties at Old Trafford than Peter Schmeichel. And Wonger, you need to put have been lotioned on sun holidays by Canadian Sports Hall of Famer Craig Forrest. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're we're leading ourselves into some old school conversations that we might not he be also, allowed he to also share. Applied, he also we were on holiday together and he couldn't do his back. So he dropped his towel with his ass facing to me. <laughs> yeah, that said, sounds like Wonger. Can you lather me down? I was like you know, not, you know, in a family way. Mm, of course. Of course. So I said, well, while we're doing it, you might as well return the favor. I gave him a Hummer. <laughs> he basically put his hands on my shoulders and then just went across. I wasn't paying much attention until I sat in the sun high on Mexican weed for about 12 hours. And my back today is a freaking nightmare. It's got <laughs> spots and stuff, all all sorts going it's on. It's got my hands. There's the places where my hands didn't match. You just smeared it. it. Yeah, it was like uh, for four months. It oh. was burnt, it was burnt so badly. His hand prints were on my back. Put his hand like perfectly on my back. Explain that you know, to the wife. You know what? Actually, I had to explain that to my wife. It was her back. We weren't married at the time. It was our second son holiday. And I don't know what happened. But, yeah, I, I had missed probably uh, or I had, you know, handprints through a good eight-inch rectangle uh, that just burnt and was an absolute mess. So, yeah, I had, a, I had to answer to that for a long time. Why didn't you do a better job? Especially you uh, weren't even married then. We weren't married then. You're right. You think I'd have more incentive. Uh, I blame the mojitos. I think this was Cuba. 
Ooh, yeah, we might have been we might have already been visited by our uh by our waiter who we asked for twenty dollars worth of weed and he brought three hundred dollars worth. Uh God. We had to hide it in a plant when we left. We had so much. <laughs> it wasn't exactly quality or anything, but So so Wonga, is Craig the most famous person that's ever applied lotion to you? I'd say. I'd say that's that actually you I might have to change my Twitter. <laughs> you should. Unless you for you know, well, I'll get di- ditch, you Charms, you B, you JC, and then I'll I'll say who's the most famous person, but I'll have you guys all apply lather to me. Actually, you know, you fairness, the, the most famous on this show is, is Craig and Deech, right? So who's yeah. more famous out of Craig and Deech? Ooh. Now, obviously well, in Craig's Canada, a Hall Craig. of Famer. I know in Canada it's obviously Craig, right? <laughs> but they had similar careers in UK. Right. Yeah, but Deech played for a lot of clubs, and he was a hometown boy in QPR and Sunderland and Preston. Yeah. He, he was around, right? West Brom. He got an QPR one today on penalties against Everton. Eh? Good question. B. B asked a really good question. Who oh, was sorry. in the papers more? Who got who got more? And I don't I don't necessarily mean the you know the good sports headlines, but who got in the papers more? I think that's the measurement of who's more famous. In oh, that would have been Deech. See those, see those posing uh, model pictures? Right. Oh, that's true. Wow. Yeah. Why did you, you were a page three boy, Craig, weren't you? Sunshine boy? You were a sunshine boy. Oh, we got to track that one down. We have to. Oh. Right? We're still trying to. Oh, I what? forgot. I, I, we keep talking about trying to. We haven't tried yet. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, well, I'm trying to remember the, the photographer. Apparently, ah, I can't remember her name, but find her she would she's like so some we don't know her name sport, but we don't know her name but craig did did she apply lotion well, for you well we were in the shower it was, it was a shower picture wasn't it that's right you took was, a shower picture? shower picture i was in the shower Wonger. Wow, you're cheesy. I, I had my shirt. I had everything on. I had my... Well, you had to because my... you had Wonga's handprints on your shoulders. It wouldn't have looked good. <laughs> Craig's internet's dying here. Like, Craig, no jump in and jump out, body. Craig. Well, and we'll, we'll keep talking. You jump in and jump out. Your internet's failing right now a little bit. Um, but yeah, um, I'm sure the sun, obviously, in their archives will have that picture. So we'll, we'll forget this by the time the show ends. I think even last time we discussed it on this show, we said we'll forget about that before the show ends. And here we are now, months later, talking about the same story, and we haven't done anything about it. Wow. We are getting old. We are. The Carabao Cup. Explain Today, it. fellas. Explain, explain it to explain me. Explain it for, for Wonga, because he's a little Please. bit confused. You know, every week you try and teach Wonga something. Um, so the, the Carabao Cup is essentially the English Football League Cup, all right? Um, it hasn't aged very well. Basically, any club in the top four divisions in English football can join this. So 92 clubs enter this tournament. Um, it's been around for, I don't know, 70 years now. Once upon a time, it was called the Milk Cup when it meant something in the 80s. It's always the been sold. Cup, the Worthington's Cup. Is, it, uh, is there money at, uh, involved? Yeah. Yeah, it's a proper cup. It's, just, yeah. it's second to the FA Cup. FA Cup is revered, and it includes professional and non-professional sides, and the, the, the League Cup only involves the 92 professional clubs. Yeah. And they can say yay or nay, or everyone's in it. Everyone's in it, yeah. I mean, oh. I guess you could pull out, but you'd be fined. Um, you, you, you're automatically... So, generally speaking, clubs use it, many clubs use it to kind of blood young players. That They're not always putting their top 
11s out there, especially the big clubs over the last number of years. Um, okay, so let me just ask a question then. Your, you have a Carab- Carabao Cup game and yep. you have a regular season game. Are you playing the same squad when they're two or three games apart, two or three days apart? No, your stronger team is the league match. So people would play second team players, bench warmers. Yeah, like when you have a deep roster, like Man City, for example, this is how they are able to, you know, give guys who would start on a lot of other teams like Ferran Torres minutes by going out there against uh, Akinfenwa and Wickham. Uh, 6-1 was the, was the result. And the, look at this team. Sterling, Torres, Mares, Foden. Uh, I don't know who Lavia is. Uh, De Bruyne. Lavia? Steve Lavia? Cousin of Volvo. <laughs> yeah. And a, and a back four that I've never heard of. An American Zach Steffen was in goal. But that front uh, front five. My God. Well, the back, well, the back well, three is uh, Roger so, so... Urethra. <laughs> Let's he was a pitcher body. for the Astros. Let's do an all-body part 11. Um, so, so Liverpool today, um, Kelleher and goal. Gomez got a start. Canate got a start. Connor Bradley at right back. Um, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain starting in midfield. Curtis Jones, Nebi Kader, <laughs> Divock Origi, Kader jo- uh, Gordon, young kid coming through there. Uh, so, yeah, so basically they're, they're blooding young talent, you know, just giving the guys that aren't always playing a run in the park. That's essentially what it is. And I think nowadays it's just too much football. Craig, Craig, you yeah. played in the League Cup. Um, was it obvious that that was a step down to the FA Cup and the Premier League when you played in those matches? Or were you mm, rested for those matches? I mean, the club that uh, you, they, they, were, they wanted a good cup run for financial reasons. So they would push you in the first team as far. Yeah, they would, they would play you. They, they wanted a good cup run in the top flight. There wasn't so much at risk financially back in the days either, right, prior to the yeah. Premier League. Now it's like, does Brentford, as a club like that, they're not going to qualify for Europe. They're not going to get anywhere close, but they're strong enough to have a good cup run. You know, but how much of that do they want to risk? Because winning a couple million pounds for the FA Cup or the League Cup, as opposed to losing 100 million in the Premier League, is you know it's pretty obvious, right? But it's important for clubs in lower divisions to have the runs because of the financial reasons and, and styles. So are you are you now converted, Wonger? You, you're dying now to watch these uh, games. No, as I, you sold I, them. I, so I, well, look, I I, <laughs> I I understand it. It just. Whenever you don't get, it was kind of like my question when they had the European, when Chelsea and Villarreal played. In the Super like, Cup. The Super Cup, right. Yep. And I'm like, I, okay, so the best team out of the back end of the league, leagues, and the best team out of the top end of the leagues play, and it's supposed to be called the Euro, it's the Super League, Super Cup or whatever, but it just Super on a pure... Yeah, it just doesn't – it seems like these are let, – Let me give you a good crash course here, Wong. Please. I think this is a great way to explain it. You know how in 2012 when Instagram started as a great way for people to just share their photos on a photo-exclusive platform? No, yes? but yes, I, I, okay. I guess so, there's something so like it, Right? It was unlike Facebook. It was like a newer way and a, and a, a younger way, and it was photos only, right? 
unlike Twitter, where you could feature photos, this was exclusively photos. And people genuinely showed their life and curated better photos than they may have put on Facebook in the past. Now, anyone who uses Instagram on a consistent basis is using it to make money. This is soccer, Wonger, since 1992. It was around for a long time. It was wholesome. People loved it. It meant the world to a lot of people. And now it means it makes a lot of money for a few people. And all the decisions are made because of money. You win the Carabao, Carabao Cup. And do you celebrate like it's 1999? That's my question. <laughs> oh, sure. I mean, but you look at Manchester City. They're the holders. They're They're... They're taking it seriously because of the size of the squad they have. Yeah. Make no mistake about it. They, they think they're putting that team out. They think they're going to go all the way and win it again. They're just – and teams – and some teams, as you know, guys, as you get closer to when it's important, you're going, okay, we're in the quarterfinals now. You'll see the managers start to put more emphasis on cup games at that point if they get that far. Yeah, because I mean, if, if late in the season you, you're safe in the prem, you're going to finish mid-table, and, and okay, you you make more money depending where you finish in the league. But you know, tenth or twelfth isn't a huge difference. But you can make a quarterfinal or a semi-final of a cup, then yeah, you you do change it over, shift over, I guess, the importance. Um, but I'm just amazed how cynical Dunlop is. Jesus Christ, man! You're like a youngster football? here. Yeah, just in general, my God, just dismiss. Not just you ripped, just not just social media, but sport in, in the same little exchange. There, what's wrong I with was, you? You love social media, and you'll do all you can to make money from it. <laughs> oh, well, maybe it's because I don't make enough money. Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm just bitter. You know, we're all sellouts, aren't we? We're all sellouts. But the game Absolutely. has been sold out more. It's sold out more, um, perhaps in the last. 30 years now because we're approaching 30 years since the Premier League began. Crazy. Sorry, Craig. 30 years. There's still some, there's still some uh, you know, magical moments in the game, though. Even, you know, when you see the FA Cup, they don't take it as seriously or even League Cup. But when you see a lower division beat a Premier League team, may not be their first team, it's still a massive deal for them and their club. There's been a few times that uh, there's been some big surprises. I, I can't remember now if it was FA Cup or the League Cup, but Northampton Town beat Liverpool twice in the span of like four years, and that was a, that was a pretty big deal. It's quite a few upsets, and then Wong or two. What's also cool about it, if you like a team that's not contending for in the top, battling for top four, or even has a chance of finishing in the top ten, but they go on a, a cup run. Sometimes the chips fall. Aston Villa, the season they nearly got relegated, their first season back, they went to the League Cup final and got uh, peppered by by City before the pandemic, and then they uh, stayed up by just a point. So, like, it, it does make it very interesting. Cup runs can be very interesting for clubs who aren't often contending for titles or winning. It's one, it's one, of, those things, it's, it's one of those things where when, when you lose, you don't care because it's not important, but when you win it, you're so happy because it's so important. Yeah. Right? So that's the Carabao Cup explainer for you. And, okay, that that... What about fans? Fans get into it? Oh, yeah. Especially lower division lower division fans or lower Premier League fans, too. They love a run. Yeah, and it's a big deal when you can be a, a lower division team that's like League 1, League 2, and you get to host a Premier League side. Um, there's quite a few you know, magical moments, big stories. Even for a team like QPR, who'd been in the Prem and had a bit of money not that long ago in early 2010s, uh, for, for them to host Everton and then go to penalties and beat uh, Luca Dean and Andros Townsend and 
you know, a Rafa Benitez team uh, for Dietrich's old boys, that's, that's a big deal. Do you think yeah. Oldham fans were like really pumped to go to Brentford today because they're a Premier League team? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. So it's not always that case, but I know exactly what you mean here. Uh, I, don't, I don't think there'd be too many Brentford fans too happy, happy to ever go to Oldham either. I tell you. No. That place was a freaking nightmare. On top of a hill, and it's my internet. I was on top of a Here hill, and I remember, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Joe Royal was a manager. Joe Royal. And we showed up there, and in his book, he said, I never played an opposition that I thought before the game we had had him beat, except for Ipswich when they showed up. Really? <laughs> because they saw you in yeah. that? Because they saw you pull the gloves on? Probably. It was so cold, and the way the snow was coming down sideways. And uh, Dalian Atkinson, uh, the late Dalian Atkinson, God bless his soul. He's a, um, when he got subbed off, he actually like was cheering. <laughs> <laughs> he was cheering. Was he really? Yeah, he was like, it was like, like he scored a goal. He was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> thank Christ. <laughs> Where Oldham's near Manchester, right? Manchester, isn't it? Yeah, it's up, it's up there, right? Yeah. yeah, it's not not considered the greater area, but I believe you're right. I'm pulling yeah. it up on a map here. Um, I always think of Oldham yeah, because I think it's it was the answer Manchester. to a trivia question. Who's, what? Who's who's fumbling around with stuff? Someone's jiggling something. Yeah, who's jiggling? Sorry, guys, I was getting bored. I just thought I I I didn't think you'd notice, so I was jiggling. A, a sorry, I just, uh, but I cleaned it up, so it's all good. Was that uh, was that me typing? Did you hear me typing? Yeah, that is yeah. you typing. Oh, my apologies. I will type stealthier. Well, you've got that big, like fat finger keys on your keyboard. Oh, uh, okay, I'm going to I'm going to read something because this is uh, very pertinent. Really love. Okay, great podcast, but four four to star five, four out of five stars. Really love the insights that the old pros Dickio and Forrest bring to the table. I was making my way through the back catalog, and I have to say that the Dan Wong and James Sharman episode where they talk about Don Cherry is one of the best episodes of any podcast I've listened to. Now, on to the less fawning aspect. <laughs> oh. The boys have got to mute their cell phones and computer <laughs> notifications during recording. And the Ronaldo talk is becoming unbearable. Ronaldo came back to the Prem was the worst thing to happen to this podcast and its social media feeds. And I don't expect this show to address the allegations or anything like that. But can we at least stop acting like he's a footballing angel sent to earth to bless us with his stepovers for the love? Ian Wright, I beg you. <laughs> so are we talking about Ronaldo or Dunlop here? Well, a little bit of both. And that was like, from like, Crushinator 3000 via Apple Podcasts. <laughs> uh, the Crushinator? The Crushinator. Wow. Because it's okay. pretty much since Dunlop arrived that we began to oh. be Ronaldo, right? So once Dunlop was born into the pod, we birthed him. It is when that, that conversation's gone up and there's been less Don Cherry talk. So so I think what Krushner is telling us is to fire Dunlop. Can you, well, can you, well, can you fire uh, we've got to give him a chance, though. We have to have a chat with him first. It's proper HR charms. Can you fire uh, someone? Brandon, that's Brandon can you come in? Come into the office for a second to talk with us, please? Uh, on Friday? No, Friday no right now we're going to do right it. Right now. All right. Can you please stay away from Ronaldo, social media, and just making it sound like he's the god? Can you do Actually, that? 
Actually, can I just jump in here? Wanga, sure, uh, be, sure. can you can you keep doing the, the social stuff? Just don't come on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Only if I'm being replaced by Gary Neville, which was the conversation before. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, thank you for catering to my schedule as we record tonight, so that I can go play co-ed league soccer in the rain at ten and eleven p.m. Yeah, doubleheader on a Tuesday at the end of September. We're still in the in HR pandemic. We're still in the HR meeting. Can you no. stay away from, can you not mention Ronaldo as much? You know, considering I, what you put up today. I can hear what you're, <laughs> I can hear what you're saying. And I understand these people, you know, who uh, <laughs> might be messy sympathizers and all that. But I mean, Wonger, we are a business now. And if you look at the numbers, oh, Ronaldo's right. been good for Premier League business. His uh, debut, by the way, worldwide, 90 million television viewers or recorded viewers. Uh, Messi's debut for PSG, a mere 18 million. So I think our inflection of uh, engagement is reflective of our content, which has been beneficial because of the return of Cristiano Ronaldo. Inflection and reflection, all in the same sentence. Well done. Well, I read books. Bet your man U's ratings on Ronaldo's first day at Juve was probably bigger. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think his first day was like against a swallow. Well, you mentioned Messi there, right? And I'm... It's, the timing's great this year, right? Because Messi goes to PSG and Ronaldo goes to United. Um, and I want to ask you, like, is Messi's reputation tarnished a little bit for you guys? Um, and B, you'll always hate Messi and you love Ronaldo. He's tough to that's tarnish. Something that's so scuffed up to start with. <laughs> but, uh, Craig, what about yourself? I mean, you've always respected and loved Leo Messi. The fact that he's going to PSG and see what's happening there and... Is, is he not quite the same Leo Messi to you as he was? We'll see. We'll see. I You're don't know convinced. if there's any... Oh, I don't... At this point... Just the, the, PSG, just, the, the, just the, the image, PSG, though. Of PSG ended up winning the Champions League this year. Huh? I don't know. I, I just... It's just... like To me, it's like a marriage, right? You know, marriages go through ebbs and flows and ups and downs. And <laughs> at the moment, I have a troubled relationship with Leo Messi. I, I've mm. loved the man for so many years and just respected him and just, you know, any excuse to, to ridicule Ronaldo and, and pump the tires of Messi, I've done it. But now seeing him go to PSG, you know, and wow, what a challenge that's going to be compared to Ronaldo who goes to the Premier League at 37 years of age, arguably the hardest league in the world. I, I give Ronaldo so much more respect for that move than I did for Leo Messi going to PSG and it pains me. I need to see a fan counselor or something, me and me and Leo, to sit down on the couch and, you know, place our hand on each other's knees and say, I still love you. I do, but we've got to try harder. Did so you when I click this and put this on social media, does this count as Ronaldo content or Messi content? <laughs> That's a good point. I don't know. <laughs> Did you say 37 years old? Is that how old Ronaldo is now? He's 36 or 37, right? Yeah, be be, he's turning 37 in February. <laughs> For a guy in this league, a forward in this league, I mean, listen, we can. <laughs> Poor Krasnader, Krasnader is going crazy right now. <laughs> his, his, his review has inspired Ronaldo talk. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Krasnader, three thousand. This is magical. Thank you, Krasnader. By the so, way, uh, we're hating greatness. The Krasnader. The reason why we got onto it was the Krasnader. Yeah, Krasnader yeah. three thousand. We've got something yeah uh, for Jeff Cole to tell you. But we'll keep it. 
Well, listen, guys, speaking of the Crushinator, I wanted to let you guys know to get ready for football and soccer on DAZN. Stream the NFL, Premier League, and UEFA Champions League. Your sport when and where you want it. Start your free trial at DAZN.com. DAZN. Game change. So, yeah, the Crushinator was, you know, like in that in that sense. So, you know, basically, what do you, you know, what I mean, I don't know what you guys think. So, I think I need to take some lessons from you because the, your, like, inflection – through through that, uh, and there's even a part there where you like, you almost like sing it a little bit. You just flirt with having like a southern accent, not like too southern, but like definitely Virginia. Yeah, in that like, read, that's uh, pretty special. Yeah, like, like Chatham or something. Yeah. Chatham, yeah, yeah blue Chatham. blue country. If you look at the electoral map, I wasn't sure yeah. Chatham Kent would uh, would sway that way, but. See, so, some let's people, not talk politics. No, it's let's not talk stupidest Chatham election Kent. ever. Others would say Chatham stupidest election ever. Oh, I like to say, I like to Jay-Z's inflection there. Wait, switched up from from that to well, that. It's better than well, better than well. having a JC infection. Uh, back to you, <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> uh, well done, uh, well done. We could save morning radio, guys. You know, we can. Yeah, I mean, minus those hours, I, I struggle when we do anything in the morning. Um, but minus those hours, we could save morning radio. So, B, what is your sleep habits? Like, how late do you go to bed and how early do you wake? And do you get eight hours a night? Or are uh, you, are you uh, insomniac? I don't, I don't always get – yeah, so I I think that I've avoided, like, an actual uh, diagnosis of insomnia because I don't want to go through the process. But I definitely, like, am borderline insomniac for sure. So I, Sportsnet I can... didn't help. Like, those crazy hours were, were good for you in your lifestyle – but no, those those hours created the lifestyle. I think it's uh, uh, you know they say in love it takes half the time you are you are with your ex to get over them. I think that's the same for the who says that. I, I believe that. I'm I'm pretty much half that. the time. Yeah, I that's, force it though. Six I, years, three years, done. <laughs> no, but but uh, half is like they say half is officially. If, yeah, if you're with someone for six years, you're not truly over them for you know potentially three. Um, so, so with Messi, you mean he was at Barcelona for how many years? This is what I'm saying. So, like, it's going to take him a long time to to show oh, him. Me, he'll be he'll be 48. <laughs> yeah, you, I guess you. It's funny to hear you go down that road, to be honest, because Messi's we had this just... conversation about him choosing PSG. They didn't they didn't choose him. He he chose them. Yeah, and that's why that's why it. I find it so disappointing. I know we've been down this path before, but you know, as Crushinator's asking, Crushinator three thousand, <laughs> he's getting crushed right now. <laughs> Crushinator um, I, I just think when I, okay, had Ronaldo not have gone to United, then okay, whatever. PSG, good for you, Messi. I understand why he did it. You know, you want to get paid fairly, and they're the one team that can afford to pay you fairly. But Ronaldo has challenged himself so much more by going to United, and has put so much more pressure on his shoulders. Whereas Messi took the easy route out. I think I know PSG have got a lot to play for Champions League. I understand that, but it's still PSG. It isn't Manchester United. Hasn't got that history. Ligue 1 is a joke compared to the Premier League. We did the podcast the night before Ronaldo signed with United when it looked clear. We all went to to bed hours later. You guys probably around midnight, me at 4 a.m. And it looked clear as, as day that Ronaldo was going to City. United weren't even in the conversation. And then, I woke up at noon to Fabrizio Romano tweets that he was going to United. And if he had gone to City, would you feel differently? Or would you still yeah. be praising well, Ronaldo yeah, I, for returning to the Prem? 
Yeah, I, I would. I have a lot more respect for him to go to the red half than yes. City. But I still think United fans are kidding themselves if they didn't think he was going to go to City. Had, had United not jumped in there. Yeah, I, I think he was prepared to go. And I, to be honest, I had like accepted the idea of him playing there and was excited by the prospect of him playing under Pep Guardiola. Yeah, yeah, of course it was. Yeah, for sure. It was interesting. And it's even the same with arguments about should he go to City tactically came up with United with United as well, right? And mm. so far, so good. I mean, listen, we all thought he'd score goals. But anyway, the, the point being, I, I respect Ronaldo a lot more for the move he made. Um than I do Messi for going to PSG. And we joked about Messi going to a smaller club and proving it's worth okay. But he right. could have gone to a tougher league than, than Ligue 1, where they're going to walk to the championship this season. We know they are, and it's all about the Champions League. So there is pressure there. I get it. But uh, you, you fail with PSG. It's just not the same pressure, I don't think, as he, he for other clubs. He didn't want to leave, though. He didn't Barcelona. want to leave. No, I know. I understand that. I understand that. So him going to Bayern or him going yeah, to you know, I, you know Juve. I, I think of this stuff as uh, like a girlfriend breaking up. with. So someone breaks up with you and you get, still get to choose amongst five people. It's still not that much fun, right? You're, like, you're, are you bringing, the, you're bringing yeah. your A game? Yeah, but Messi, I mean? but Messi got ditched by his ex and he could have picked... Any That's girl in the world. I know, but it's five. still not his ex because he just got broken up with. Yeah. He's on the, on the rebound is what you're saying. So he's not making – Yeah, he's not he is early. on the rebound. And he, and he picked, like most, the most attractive option. Yeah, it, like it's different yep. than he Ronaldo. The, let's so put this – He went to the hot, hot corner of the planet. That's where he went to. He picked the hot – the hot uh-huh. one with all the silicone injections and the fake boobs and just like but the – he the still no got sus- broken no up substance. with. He was still broken up with. And Ronaldo said, I'm breaking up with you, Juve. And I'm choosing <laughs> Juvie, Juvie, juvenile delinquents. I'm, <laughs> I'm breaking up with you. And I'm now choosing whatever model I want to date. So you're and being a real went, prick. He's being a prick. But he went back to the ex, though. He went back to the old girl. Yeah, but she has gotten all her Botox done, her fillers. She's looking good. No, she's rougher than she was when he left. When, when, yeah, when, yeah. He, when, when he got he, when he removed, when he, her. he still got to do the choosing. He still when he did the her, She was still pretty hot. And now she's 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 not bad, but she's not that like she was when you know he, she was wearing Rooney as lipstick. Oh god! <laughs> What's lost in all this? Actually, the, what the audience is really missing out on, Crushinator, is Crushinator three thousand. The, the faces, right? So as you're just hearing the reactions here, but it's the faces in which Charmin described the. So he goes to the one with the silicone and all the fakeness, and whereas if if Wong or I had said the exact same thing, our face would look completely different That's than true. how Charmin had explained that. True. <laughs> it's very true. Craig, so you would tell you us would about go for the one with all the. <laughs> What? Who, me or Dunlop? But depends. Well, on, on the rebound, you make bad choices, right? You make bad choices sometimes. And I think maybe that's what happened. Ronaldo yeah. wasn't on the rebound because he, he, he was the, the dumpy-er, yeah. the dumpy. Yes, he that's was, my he point. Was the pro, he was the proactive relationship ender. He was mm-hmm. not yeah. dumped. Uh, completely different situations, just like they are completely different players. Ronaldo is oh, Crushinator. We're, we're so sorry, Crushinator. We're crushing ya. But Thanks Ronaldo, you know, Ronaldo wouldn't. He would have sat down with with Juventus and said, "Listen, I'm sorry, it's not me. It's all you. <laughs> You're not good enough. You're not hot enough. You're going nowhere. 
And the X's maybe the crushing you know, is so far behind, or it's going to take him a few weeks to get to our uh, latest podcast. If <laughs> <laughs> he's still listening to your Don Cherry episode, which was before me. Uh, Don Cherry was still working. <laughs> That's a good point, Craig, actually. Yeah. Like, yeah, like three years from now, and he's listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> but he stays up to date on social. I love that. Uh, that young one that runs the social media is too obsessed with Ronaldo. But he's listening to podcasts from November 2019. That's not how I imagine the crush in his voice to be at all. No? What is no. it then? Give me an like, wait, I don't know. I if we're going to ask who, who's okay. – what is the crushinator's voice – uh, the voice vendor. What is the Crushinator's voice? Um, it is. Uh, are you the voice vendor? No, the voice vendor is in the top right corner here. Give us, yeah, give us a voice to the Crushinator three thousand. The Crushinator three thousand. I'm gonna crush your face. <laughs> what are you yeah, talking about, you jerks? It. I'm a crusher. Yow. We're to- I feel like you weren't listening to the conversation at all before. He wasn't in the room. He left. That was you. <laughs> you, just, you, you don't know. You, that is, you never know. Sometimes that is like... That is not what the Crushinator sounds like. I made the Crushinator sound like a, like a, a Maxime Bernier s- a sympathizer, but not putting him in that category. You made the Crushinator sound very different. Maxime Bernier, the ex-Montreal Impact midfielder? Canada play. No, he's a great Bernier. He's a, he's a good Bernie Ace Patrice. He's a good Bernie. <laughs> okay, the Crushinator's coming to make sure that uh, all the different uh, the ethnicities are not uh, given a voice because Crushinator is uh, <laughs> the People's Party of Canada. Yeah. Sorry. It, the I block like showed up? Maxine Bernier just, just got no. in there. You know what I mean? No, you sound like the block. I'll that, show that would be the voice that. of the Bloc Québécois. Sounds like René Levesque. Well, Ber- Bernier had the same voice, doesn't he? Je ne sais pas. Well, I'll just show myself out then. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, y'all. That's it. Yeah, I, I, think, I think the Crushner is far more intelligent than those voices sound because I think so he too. called out myself and Wonga for having <laughs> a really great show about Don Cherry. So uh, <laughs> I think he, he fits into our party very, very well. So um, I apologize for going down the Ronaldo tangent, but... Hey, in three years from now, you could be listening to this and we could all be late. You never know what can happen between now and three years. Uh, hey, JC. Uh, yes, dear. Can you read the 10-second read? Yeah, I can do that again. Oh, we already did that. Oh, I'm, just I'm, getting, I'm getting B to read it. For some reason, it just popped up in my line. Oh, oh. there we go. Okay, that's weird. I said, hey, B, can you read the next one, please? The best part about these shows is that we don't plan things. <laughs> Get ready for football and soccer on DAZN. Stream the NFL, Premier League, and UEFA Champions League. Your sport, when and where you want it. Start your free trial at DAZN.com. DAZN. Game changed. Well, Wonger, um, we should probably wrap the show up pretty soon, I think. Um, I wanted to to mention one more thing, fellas. Yeah, no, no. That's that's what I'm throwing to you. Oh. We don't produce the show. You can't get mad at the producer. Wonger, in celebration of Craig's birthday, you have a question to ask us. Oh, I don't remember this. What am I asking? You, you sent it to us like an hour ago. Oh, what did I say? What the hell? You said uh, in celebration of Grace's birthday, who is no, the best I... or most surprising or biggest name to show up at your birthday party or event? Oh, I never said that. I said it. Oh, was that you? I sent it as I was just oh, topics right. for us. Question I was up one trying Ali. To... So because we were catering to my suggestion to do an earlier podcast, I was just helping in the idea Con- concoction 
And I just tossed that out as a great way for Wonger to get some loose, casual conversation. But the man that knows everybody and DJed celebrity parties for a decade isn't here. So no, this question is no longer But next good. week isn't Craig's birthday, so. Right. Fiction's birthday is coming up in October, right? Okay. Is that Save the question, Wonger, and bring it back for Disha's birthday. We'll, we'll forget that. No, what I wanted to mention was I was watching Roku has a channel, live, t- live TV, and they have being – is it BN Sports? BN yeah. Sport, yeah. Excellent. And I was walking, watching Besiktas play – like I was watching the Canadians. Yeah. Hoylet and Hutchinson. And I'm like, this is great. Not Hoylet, you went. <laughs> Not Hoylet, <laughs> sorry. Laren. 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 Yeah. But I went, this is amazing. I was watching two Canadians playing in Turkey in their top league. I found that really, really cool. Yeah, BN is the sports wing of Al Jazeera. Yes. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They've had some big rights over the years. Because I've looked up they're on the, them on LinkedIn. and uh, They sent me a we have it? once. Well, we're we're working with DAZN, so I didn't want to mention it on DAZN that I was watching <laughs> BN Sports. But I can do it. Here's the thing. I didn't know how... That soccer in Turkey is really good. I know they lost their uh, their Champions League game, but still, it's fun fun to watch. It's better than it's better than PSG playing some crappy French team. It's a it's a top eight league, Turkey. I think we've had this conversation before. Is it top eight? Top, top ten at least. Yeah, I mean, you've got these teams multiple entrants in the Champions League. You expect, and, and it, you know, it used to just be Galatasaray and Fenerbahce, but Besiktas. Uh, Istanbul Bashakshi here. There's another Trabs on Spores have been there. There's there's been a few that have, you know, maybe not uh succeeded hugely but held their own enough, which to me, when you have different faces uh competing in Europe at the top level, that, that shows the strength of the league, right? So I th- I think they're top ten. So you got okay, so England, you got Spain, Germany, yeah, the big Italy, four. right? You got um France in there obviously, despite Mexican right, League. Uh, uh, Europe, we're talking uh, Europe. Oh. Yeah, Europe, and then obviously you got your Portuguese league. I would throw Portugal. You got your Eredivisie. Yeah, Portuguese so league far, might right? be a little bit further down. I mean, Portuguese league isn't that strong. Oh, hey, oh, so be two, careful! Two or three be careful. <laughs> so, so I don't usually know much about this, but I'm pretty sure that the Portuguese league is now number six, and I know that because a Portuguese man who's on uh, a little a little sports show that Dan and I do. Uh, told us that Portuguese league is number six. Just saying. Was that little man? Correct me if I'm wrong. Brandon I don't know. No, his name is Brandon, though. Uh, and, and he was basing that off of UEFA's <laughs> current coefficients, which is also how I was kind of measuring Turkey um, in being in the top eight or the top ten. But, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, you can argue whether the Eredivisie is better than the Portuguese league. I mean, again, if coefficients is the measurement, Portugal have three teams in the group stage. Craiger, did you did you ever have any other leagues sniffing you out? Other European leagues like uh, Ditch going down to Italy? Well, actually, Galatasaray went back in the uh, mid nineties. Yeah. Wow. Was that with Sunus? It was with Sunus. Yeah. Wow. Was, was that was that chat? Was it might have been chat? just prior. It might have been just prior to Sunus. But what's that? Was it a chat or was it like, hey, we we, we want to talk about this? Well, yeah, and and also it was a chat, but it also the fact that back then um, it was kind of it was dodgy, like as far as getting paid. I think there's still issues in in Turkey in some uh, respects in lower lower parts of uh, 
the footballing pyramid, but it was really hard. And Dean Saunders uh, was out there as well. And uh, he said, yeah, you're pretty much guaranteed not to get paid your last couple of months. And he ended up coming back lots of cash. <laughs> like, and, and like we're, we're in the premier league. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big step down at that point, wasn't it? It is like, now. Seriously. I mean, Galatasaray is a massive club, but Ipswich and is, is a village in, in, in comparison to Istanbul, like literally a village. So did you stay at Ipswich at that point or was that before you went to West Ham? Yeah, it was, it was at, at Ipswich when we were in the Premier League. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you ever think what if? No. No. <laughs> you didn't go to West Ham, I suppose. It turned out all right. It, it would have been it would have been crazy from Ipswich to Istanbul. Like it doesn't get much different than that. Well they both well, think I from that uh, respect, yeah. Hey Craiger, West Ham this week. I know I'm I'm on a tangent. I'm just egging Craig on because did you watch the game against uh United? Yeah. And Jim Ronaldo. How were you? Joe. Was it? Did you feel good? Oh, there! Uh, He's calling. Your team played relatively well. Um, they could had a chance to like uh, De Gea, De Gea, De Gea, De Gea. Jeez. De Gea made a like. Sorry, come on. Don't worry about <laughs> it. That's the way. Uh, that's the way Sir Alex called him as well. <laughs> but my point is, if it, if it weren't for him, it would have been a draw. Right. It was a pretty crazy game. There was lots of opportunities. Uh, Fabianski played really well for West Ham and that. He'll forget about that. He made two or three. He did. Four really good saves. And then I honestly thought that there was enough. Ronaldo's was a, was a penalty and went to bar, and I was very surprised it wasn't given. Um, have to bring him because he was involved in the game. <laughs> Sorry about that crushinator. And then there's some other and I also thought the handball was a was a good decision. I mean his hand is wide and that's if you know, that's the way it is if you're gonna hit your hand. But bringing I was texting with uh Pesci, Paul Pesci Salido, who's obviously uh, Karen Brady's husband, and he's at the game. And we're when Noble was coming on to take the penalty Right away, I didn't think it was a good idea. Uh-huh. I just didn't – not – and we even had discussions on here, I think, with Deitch about, you know, like having specialists. But it's one thing having a specialist who somebody's under the tunnel and he's constantly pounding a ball into a, into a spot from 12 yards. But he's not touched a ball for two hours since the pre – you know, for the pregame warm-up. Like – and he's – all of a sudden that he probably wasn't expecting all this. His heart's just all of a sudden going 10 times a dozen. And then, you know, it just puts more pressure on. I just didn't think it was a, a, a wise decision. But even what about if the argument? Scored, even but, if he had scored, I would have thought, I just don't think that's a good decision. But what about the argument, Craig, that I think they lost or they missed three of the last four penalties, I think it was, or four or five or something. And he had scored his last 10. Was it just purely about the warm-ups? He wasn't warmed up. I mean, had he been, you know, up and down the touchline, bored his Mm -hmm. feet in the tunnel, that would have been okay? Yes. Yeah. It was totally the fact that it was a moment. And, if you know, I'm sure 
he was it wasn't a discussion at any time with the Matt with the Moyes that hey if we get a penalty we're gonna put you up. like it just sort of happened and Moyes has probably thought oh and then you know what I mean and it's like next thing you know the camera's on Noble running out he's just like the first time he's actually touched the ball. I wonder if, if Moyes would have done that had it been like this time a couple of years ago now when everyone hated him and when West Ham weren't doing great. This time he's got some leverage, right? Because the team's playing really, really well. The fans are beginning to buy into what Moyes is doing, mm. given what happened last year as well. He's got a bit of swagger to him, so he's kind of taking a chance. Do you think that's something to it? Yeah, a little bit. And, he, and if you think about the, the other way, if, if he does actually score it, even though I don't think that's a great idea long term, you know, they, they get this great result in a just a dynamic, exciting game. Lots of, of, you know, talking points in it, and they get a point, and they draw 2-2. You know, everybody's pretty happy about that. So, uh, and he was creating this moment for Noble, too. You know? Yeah, exactly, in this lost season. So you can't, well. you can't take that away from somebody like that. Manchester United. Still De Gea with his first ever penalty stop. Can you believe that? For United, come on, unbelievable! Yeah. That's a real stat. Yeah, wow. I, I mean, do they honestly just not concede many penalties? I don't know. Like that—that's the, the next. Well, they don't. I mean, well, United are renowned for not conceding too many, right? But yeah, apparently, uh, we should move on to uh, that time of the. Picks. <laughs> it's picks brought to you by DAZN. Um, we've got a bigger one, two huge ones this weekend, actually. Chelsea, yeah, City, of course, and the North London derby, Arsenal Spurs. Let's begin with Chelsea, Man City. B, what are you thinking? Honestly, I hope they shoot the lights out. And this is going to end 3-2, and Chelsea's going to come out on top. A brace from Lukaku. He's just... He's ready to go. I, I think this is going to be a, a great match. Honestly, uh, I said it on our other program that you know at the beginning of the season it looked like to me I thought City were the team that you know Chelsea would try and keep pace with, and here we are in September. It's the other way around. City need to prove that they are at Chelsea's level. Craig, nil nil. Ooh, <laughs> Happens, I see that though. I see it. Given that Chelsea not. do not give up goals, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a Chelsea one nil result. Right, statement winner, Wonga, want to jump in here? Yeah, I'm gonna say uh, City's gonna win. Grealish and Sterling are gonna play out of their brains, and uh, it's gonna be a two one City win upset in the making. By the way, I want to mention this very quickly because I forget by next week. But uh, Villa's new Jack Grealish is a guy called Matty Cash. And holy crap, he looks just like Jack Grealish. <laughs> Look at that, Wonga. He looks identical. The same hair, the same Alice band, and he scored a cracker as well this weekend. I mean, I don't, like- I don't have one friend in my life that is a good-looking blonde guy. I always stayed away from them. Now you're a redhead. You're. A I used to be blonde. You were not. I was. Really? really? Did you see my? Did you see my baby picture there? Hey and I used to be blonde. I had blonde hair. As a baby, Wonger, you had blonde hair? I was, I no, was Wonger has gold, no hair. Was, oh, no, I, I gave was, it away. I was the golden child. I literally had blonde hair. I'll send you pics. Well, that's, that's kind of creepy. Very odd. Yeah, he likes some kind of like... I'm a, half Scandinavian. What are you talking about? Yeah, me too. 
<laughs> Which half? No, you got. I bet you do have some Scandinavian in you, but not half. No, no, like a sixth or eighth or something like that. All right, North London derby, Arsenal, Spurs, Arsenal turning the corner, one two straight games, Spurs coming back down to worth all the eyeballs on Harry Kane. B, give me a result. Oof. One nil, Spurs. You say that so. Why did you say it like that? Because I'm torn. Yeah, it's It's a a tough tough one one because all of a sudden Arsenal are playing well and Mm -hmm. Spurs, you know, started undefeated, but you could see that there were some holes and a lot of question marks. I think that Nuno Espirito Santo is not able to play his full squad because there's just been so many question marks like is harry kane in is harry kane out they've had some injuries to deal with they've they're trying to work in some some big signings that they hope will paper over some of the cracks uh, which is mm-hmm. kind of what spurs keep doing right so they, they are particularly a hard team to read and they got smashed at the weekend and all of a sudden arsenal look like you know uh, the team you expected to to be able to hang in 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 matches but uh, maybe need a bit of luck to get through um, coming off of two wins, you know, we were talking about them being dead bottom of the Premier League, and now they're in 12th coming into this game that they're absolutely going to be up for. So this is a coin toss, and on paper, I give Spurs the edge, so 1-0. Craig? I agree with all what you say, too. Both of this very, very difficult game to pick. But if, if I was betting any lump of money, I would stay away from it. But yeah. from a picking standpoint... I'll say Arsenal 1-0. Hmm. There you go. Three I'm going to say Sun and Kane both score, and it'll be a 2-1 Tottenham Spurs victory, even though they're fragile. Fragile it's mentality. It's about time Kane scored, right? He hasn't scored in four. So. Yeah. By the way, this time... We're waiting. You broke up. You're, you're on pause. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> yeah, you literally just stopped. Oh, is it time? Is that, okay, am I back on now? Yeah, you're good yeah. now. Was I, was about to break into, I was about to break into song to fill the space. <laughs> yeah, it was, hello, my honey. Hello. It was the dancing hello, song. Hello, my darling. Hello. <laughs> um, no, the show, it, it means nothing right now, right? We talk about where teams are and how they're playing. This time last year, five games in, first place in the Premier League, Everton. Everton, yeah, yeah. Second place, mm-hmm. Villa. Third was Liverpool, fourth Leicester, Chelsea eighth, and City, the eventual champions, eleventh place. Wow! And I know we were—I know we're going to jump off soon, but B Villa was second place last year after five games. Were you thinking your 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 team's going to stay atop, or is it like a slow walk down (laughs) the ladder kind of thing? The escalator at the airport. it, It was just about to be honest. I mean, coming off of the season before, where they stayed up by a single goal and Bournemouth went down, it was just wow, what an amazing start to be contending. And, you know, they beat Liverpool, uh, that thrilling game 7-2, right? I I believe that was in that that first five-game stretch. Um, But also in the top five of that time, Everton, as you mentioned, what a flyer. Hamas Rodriguez was was a world beater. They looked so good, the Toffees. And uh, Southampton was also off to a flyer to start the season. So it was just a weird one. I think what happened with Villa, disappointing that they had such a great start with some big results. They beat Chelsea as well, I think, early on in the season. Um, Did well against one of the Manchester clubs, if I remember correctly, too. Uh, But then they just kind of petered off and, yeah, finished finished 11th. And, you know, the the hot start up front, Grealish and Watkins and uh, Ross Barkley together, they couldn't recapture that, all of them. And 
picked up an injury at some point. Uh, I think Barkley being the worst and, and being the worst of the lot, no longer there. So yeah, Matty Cash has grown into a Jack Grealish lookalike, and he's trying to get his Polish passport to be available for for Poland to play in November. Where's he from? Hey. Is he English? He's uh yeah he's got he's got a, a parent that's uh, Polish so that's uh, there's a birth must be the mom if his last name's Cash, but he is from Slough. Slough, yeah, he's from Slough. I, I got a friend named Cole from there. Cole from Slough. Cole Slough. <laughs> oh, Cole. <laughs> Slough is where the office was set. Originally. It's All right, Beach, we miss you. Please come back. Yeah, we really miss you. Was it, you let one of the Muppets sing the end there? At the no, beginning? that was Aaron Neville. That was Aaron Neville, wasn't it? <laughs> you know, my wife and I listened to Aaron Neville, like, a playlist for two hours after I was editing that. Oh. I was him, singing like, Bird on a Wire. I literally oh. was singing that song. Hey, B, that little clip you put together on Instagram, and uh, you, you, you sampled Aaron Neville, and the last little <laughs> was you go, I, I pissed myself. It was so funny. Thanks, buddy. Uh, thank you, Crushinator, for listening to all the social stuff. Yeah. Was, yeah. This, this, That's my this favorite one is, in a lot. This show is brought to you by Crushinator 3000. Without you, today's Seriously. show wouldn't have been as successful as it's been. Crushinator3000.com. Happy Don't birthday. Forget. Yeah, Craig, have a good birthday, mate. And uh, everyone, make sure to watch the Design Soccer Show later this week. It's a good one, I think. All right, boys and girls, cheers for listening. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.